Episode 979, Babylon 5 is back alive, and other news. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Ed Anderson. And I'm Ben DiBono. We are back. We're back in bed. I just want to publicly thank you for letting me have three last minutes of silence as you got here. So, listeners, over on the... Uh, extra feed on our Patreon, which you can find at Patreon. Nope. Yeah, it's patreon.com forward slash the Sci-Fi Christian. Our extra feed is the lowest level. Uh, so if you just want to read Dune with us, you can pay $3 a month and, and join us for our deep dive on Dune and what we're in right now, Dune Messiah, the second book in the series. I had three minutes left yeah. in the audiobook that I was listening to. So you walked in and I said, I can't remember what I said. I just said, I, need, I just need to sit quietly for... Two minutes. So two I looked up. Minutes. I looked to see what more news there was. And you found this Babylon Five news. No, I already had okay. this. So, anyways, listeners, if you do like Dune or if you want to read along with us, we're we're gonna wrap up Dune Messiah next week. It was a short book. Uh, there's tons of other great stuff on the Patreon. Yeah, on feed. Check too. it out. So, yeah, highly Such recommend. As the it. return of the Quad Guys. Our <laughs> podcast dedicated to a bridge. Is it a uh, or the the bridge? Uh, I think on it's a, the bridge. On the a, bridge on a river Kwai. Is it our? I, no, never, I, I can no, never I remember. don't know. I know. So I think it's the. Ah, but for tonight, for the news, Ben, you brought up Babylon 5, which I've not seen. Yeah, so I have seen it, and I liked it. The bridge. River. Why? Um, I'm you're just Googling, Googling to find yes. out what the title what is. Okay, it? it's The Bridge. The Bridge. Yeah, so there's just one. So I think the biggest part of this news, well, why don't you talk yeah. about your thoughts? Because I, I know you sort of liked it. Yeah, I, so I, I watched it through once. I got very into the storyline. It's kind of a, a precursor to more serialized shows, you know, five seasons, heavily serialized, um, really good storyline. Then I was rewatching it and without, you know, it's kind of the lost effect where like when you're, you're constantly wanting to know what happens next, it's easier to look past maybe some of the flaws mm-hmm. and, you know, rewatching it, it was like the, the, the flaws in the show really stood out. It's has not aged well. Now, I want to ask you a question because I thought you watched it since we've been podcasting. So you yeah. tried to watch it twice since we've been podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so interesting. I just, my viewing habits are so different in the sense of there's things I'd like to rewatch, but I I think I might value watching new things more. And so like Battlestar Galactica is a great example. I was just thinking about that on my drive home today, how I'd like to rewatch that. And there's so many other things. I'm just putting it off. Yeah, but no, do I, you, I, I value new stuff. And then I value rewatches, and then in third place I value my family, and that allows me to have more time for these things. So yeah, I I didn't know that you ever tried to go and rewatch Babylon Five because I thought you said there were some is either early in the series or some middle seasons that yeah. So the the first season is not good. Okay, like it's very slow and it's a slog to get through, and they're long seasons too. It's the old style twenty mm-hmm. plus episodes. Seasons two, three, and four are phenomenal. Okay, and get increasingly good. And then season five, they thought the show was going to end at the end of season four. Okay. So they wrap it up, but then they have to do another season. Oh. So season five is not great. It's almost like a tag on season. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm, I would say in general, I'm more against reboots than I am for reboots. And this could suck. So if it sucks, obviously everybody will say, well, they shouldn't have done it. But knowing what we know now... I'm in favor of this because it has the original creator, J. Michael Straczynski. Yep, he'll be uh, he'll be doing the story. So I do feel like this is going to be like you've mentioned. 
They were elongated seasons. They didn't necessarily need that much for the story. Do you think we're going to see the same story in a better format? That would be my hope, with, like with better effects too. I mean, the the CGI. It's hard to criticize the show for it because it's being made in the mid '90s on a TV budget, so it's not as though it's, they should have done better. No, they did what they had, but the CGI is awful. Okay, like really, really, really bad. And so to see this with a, a modern production quality, uh, with a more focused storytelling, and then you keep roughly a, the same or similar plot, mm-hmm. it could be amazing. Wow. Do you have any feelings about the fact that it's going to be on CW? Yeah, that, that doesn't bode well. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. I would think just what I know about this show, having never watched it, it feels like, I, I, I don't know exactly where, not CW, and not necessarily HBO, but maybe HBO. It feels like an HBO yeah. show. Okay. Or a Netflix show. Uh, do you want to talk about another show that you and I watched, uh, although we didn't finish this one? Sure. Get this news, Ben. You and I watched, oh man, you know, Doctor Who came back in, what, 2005, and yeah. we watched through Matt Smith. Yeah. And then I jumped off early on with Peter Capaldi, not because of him, I just lost interest in the show. And where I that thing. exact same. All right. So we do have an episode of the Sci-Fi Christian where we covered everything up to... I think it threw Matt Smith, I believe. I can't remember where we left off, but episode 209, Dissecting Doctor Who. I almost said Doctor Horrible. Uh, Dissecting Doctor Who, episode 209 from November 2013. So that was, I remember that date. That was right around the time of the 50th anniversary. Yep. Um, So the reason I'm bringing this up now, Ben, did you see this? I did. Uh, The main showrunner who did most of the seasons that I think we kind of enjoyed back then is coming back. His name is Russell T. Davies. He's been away from the show for a while. It looks like... Since 2009? Does that sound right? That seems longer than I thought. Oh, yeah, because what's his name? Stephen Moffat. Yes, from, came from Sherlock. That. Yeah. Okay. And I, I I know this could be good. I'm not saying I'm going to jump back in, but I think the problem with Stephen Moffat, he, he sort of is a J.J. A, a Abrams times 100, where it's just spinning up all these mysteries, 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 and then with no clue how to solve them. And I think that, that derailed Sherlock eventually, okay. too, in a big way. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan these days, but this news intrigued me. I'm just intrigued. I don't know if I'll uh, watch it, but I'm intrigued. I, I can agree with that. All right. Do you want a couple recommendations? Yes. I I've, I've been watching a couple of things. All right. Uh, both on Apple Plus, actually. Man, I've oh, had man. a free year subscription that started a year ago, and I, I hadn't watched anything yeah. since. And so I, I just dive in, and I watched the first two episodes of Foundation. And? I really liked it. Man, I, I when the I'll I will get Apple Plus so we can review it on the show. And I want to mention to you, I finished book three, and I'm already starting to forget some things about right. it. So if you wanted to do part two of our series just to cover book three before I get to the prequels, I think I might benefit from that. There's two more sequels, first. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I thought, man, I thought it was you a trilogy was... and then two prequels. No. So there's five books total. Uh, no, there's seven books. Total. Five books in the main, yeah, and then two prequels. Yeah, oh, my. well, there's the first trilogy, and then he wrote these two sequels longer. So you, they're not as tied together as Foundation and Empire and Second Foundation. Would you mind if we did an episode just in Second Foundation? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's okay. Fine. I, just let's just throw it in sometime. Maybe this week. Maybe next week. Yeah. What? So Foundation, really good. I think it's obviously going to be quite a bit different than the books, mm-hmm. which of course it is. I mean, the book's massive time jumps every 50 pages mm-hmm. and changing your entire cast. So I feel it's going to be more using the books as a rough scaffolding, and I'm 100% okay with that. Like, okay. I don't I don't know how 
I, I read a couple of reviews complaining about that. I just don't know how you would ever adapt this in a pure form. It, it just doesn't lend itself to that. So really impressive production values. We'll see where it goes. It has the potential to be really great. Okay. And my other recommendation, also on Apple Plus, is I watched all the first season of Ted Lasso. Yes, I, I thought this might be it because uh, everybody likes a show. It's it's fantastic. Really, I really enjoyed it. Everybody likes a show. Mm. I, I haven't heard a single human. And, and who I'll tell like you it. why. If if you enjoy the sci-fi Christian, you're going to enjoy Ted Lasso, and I'll tell you why. Because Ted Lasso, as you know probably from just picking up on the show, so the plot is he's an American football coach who gets hired to coach a British football right. soccer right. club and is kind of a fish out of water right so the 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 premise of the show is he's a super yeah. nice super positive guy like just happy you know shrugs anything all, all adversity off very very positive the rest of the show around him is pretty r-rated <laughs> and so it's a juxtaposition that's just fantastic not like sex and violence so much but definitely language and okay. other angry characters and so, like, because part of why I didn't watch it for a long time, I was like, ah, that doesn't really appeal to me, like this whole ultra-positive yeah. character. But the juxtaposition between him and these angry, bitter characters so he's surrounded I with is fantastic. So that's why I say, if you like the sci-fi Christian, it is the Ben and Matt dynamic <laughs> adapted for TV. Wow. So strongly recommend Ted Lasso. All right. I can't wait to watch this one. Thank you for that recommendation. So, you know, if you needed a reason to get Apple Plus, that's it. And the other thing I want to check out, and I don't mean this to be like a preview for Apple Plus, but the other show I want to check out there is For All Mankind. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I'm familiar, but go ahead and talk about it's, it. It's, I don't know a ton about it, except it's Ronald D. Moore, of course, did Battlestar Galactica, and it's an alternate history show, but it's set like the alternate history part takes place around the space race or mm -hmm. something like that. Okay, man. I, I, so can't I don't know a ton more than that, okay. but I know that, that the first season there is complete. So Apple Plus. Wow. It's a plus. It's happening. You like it. All right, great. All right. Well, man, this is so much positive news, and I thought you'd love this news. You read the book, and I'm wondering how interested you'll be in the adaptation of Tech War. William Shatner's Tech War I saw that. is being developed as an adult animated series. Now, talk about the experience you had with this book. So I, I read this as part of 372 Pages, which is a bad books podcast, and this was a bad book. So it's... it's uh, uh, William Shatner, but then ghostwritten by a, a guy named Ron Goulart. Ron Goulart uh, edited one of my favorite books that I own called The Hard-Boiled Dicks. And I bought that book uh, because I was researching other things Ron Goulart uh, had written, and I came across that. And uh, I just love that I own that book. It's out of print, and it's prominently displayed in, in my home, uh, like in my office, not, you know, not next to the kids' pictures right. or anything. Uh, but, you know, it's about detectives. So just want to make that clear. Yes. Well, private eyes. Private eyes. Yes. Yes. Private dicks, as they're sometimes called. I remember, I think, um, like, kind of in the vein of the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think you were telling it, me that. It was enjoyable, but, you know, it's also very funny. And uh, so Ron Goulart, William Shatner combined their collective talents to write a, a virtually unreadable horrible science fiction novel called tech war there's a whole series of them after that um yeah i will not be watching this man i thought terrible news. i thought maybe you just want to see how bad it is but yeah, yeah. all right 
Uh, ben, I'm, I am a little bit winding down, not totally out. I have one what, more. What, I, have a, I have two more pieces of news. Uh, do you want happy news? Give me your well, sad news first. Well, it's going to make me happy, but the oh. or maybe not. We'll see. Like this is just more evidence. It makes me happy because it's more evidence of the terrible, heartless company that I know. Disney I is. know exactly where you're going. So you like family, don't you? I love family. <laughs> I love family. You know who doesn't like family and would prefer to sue families? Disney. Disney. <laughs> so they're suing the families of Steve Ditko and Stan Lee and others. I think Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby for the rights to their characters. I, Here, here's this the, is insane. Just pay them. Just pay them well, the royalties. Well, I think that is what they anticipate will happen as some sort of settlement. I don't know exactly what's happening here because, for example... Uh, listeners may not know this, but the company 3M is based out of Minnesota, and it's you know often that's said, one of the M's. That's right, and so it's often said. I don't. If one of them's my, I think it's Minnesota Mining and Minerals. <laughs> if <laughs> I don't think it is. No, yeah. it, it is. Okay, let me just say this about 3M, and then we'll go back to Marvel and Disney. So get this for sure. Uh, at 3M, if an employee creates a product while under the employment of 3M, they don't own that product. 3M owns that product. Right. right? So. Now, before you go too much further... Is that all 3M has to do with the story? Yes. So I kind of feel like... I don't know that the... Even though I feel bad that the families are getting sued, I don't know that they have that much of an argument because they were working for Marvel. No, they but cre- this is different. Let me just say, because I, I, they were working for Marvel. They created characters for that brand. And so I think Marvel owns them. But there was contracts where it would revert to uh, the family. Okay, so, this, so this is good This to know. is specifically different. Okay, yeah. So tell me more about that. So first of all, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company. Okay. Those are the three M's. So, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know all the ins and outs of their contracts, but I, I think I had the same thought. Uh, but no, this is something where um, the... The, the the there was something with the contracts when these were originally created with Marvel where the rights to the characters would revert to the families wow. after X amount. Well, of that's time. a great deal. Can you imagine? I mean, because the names on the line aren't small names: Spider Man, yeah. Iron Man. Uh, let me take a look here. Well, I'll read a few more: Doctor Strange, Black Widow, Falcon, Ant Man, Hawkeye. All of these are up for grabs in some ways. You know, I like what if Spider Man just gets owned by some random family? Well, not random. Right. Uh, Steve Dicko and Stan right, Lee. Right. It's not, it's not being lo- uh, yeah. auctioned off. You know, I, you, you sometimes imagine what you would do under cir- his heroic circumstances. And it's like, what would I do if I was living in Germany in the 1930s? And of course, we always imagine ourselves taking the heroic act. Uh, but, you know, more than likely, you, you wouldn't. So I, I'm going to admit that more than likely, if I was one of these families, I would take the money and run. But, I like to imagine that I would take a heroic stand, yeah, steal back the rights to these characters, and refuse not just movies, but comic books and merchandise. Spider-Man ceases to exist in any meaningful form in this universe. Yeah, I mean, just imagine. There is a potential universe where Spider-Man leaves Marvel and is just independently owned by family. But I wouldn't do life. anything with it yeah, in I, my I heroic hear I hear you, I hear you. But, I, yeah, but like you said... The lawsuit will happen. Disney and Marvel, they're too powerful. Eventually, it's going to lead to settlements. But maybe that's all the family wants. Maybe they know we, we can't get back Listen, the Hulk. Just add another zero. I mean, because uh, let's be realistic. I hate Disney. But if they, they, they backed a dump truck full of right. money up to my house, I would compromise my principles in a hurry. So there are some precedents already. It looks like I mentioned Jack Kirby earlier. It looks like his family has already went through the whole thing with Disney and Marvel. And, and they... 
settled, it looks like. Uh, also, the creators of Superman, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, they gave up their rights, or at least, you know, the families, I should say. So, yeah, I I don't feel like there's any way that Disney loses these characters, but just the idea that they could lose some of their top I hope characters. They do. It's it's an interesting concept. I hope they do, because it, it would teach them a lesson. What would the lesson be? That, that bad things happen when you behave badly. Um, this is just a total side note, but I, you know, there's been a lot of discussion over the years since we've been podcasting about superhero fatigue and when are we going to hit it? I know you've hit it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm about 10 years in. I was just thinking on HBO Max, which I've now owned or been able, been a, a subscriber to since I want to say December or January, there are some key DC products that I haven't watched. For example, uh, Titans. There's a, there's a, I think they're in like season three of that show, Doom Patrol. Uh, along with some other movies that I haven't seen. Uh, I kind of gave up on the CWDC shows. So I started thinking, have I reached a, a superhero burnout? Or do I am I just not that interested in those characters? I don't know. What's your take? As we've been interacting, do you feel like I'm all in a Marvel still? I, I, yeah, I, I wish it was true. Okay. So I wish it was you think true. it's just character specific. I, I haven't reached my superhero burnout. It's like you're like a drug, drug addict friend who came to me and said, I stopped doing marijuana. But you're still shooting up with, like, you have a heroin needle sticking out of your arm as we speak. So, so, so no progress, you're saying? No progress. <laughs> it's right. very bad. All right, what's next for you? Well, my last piece of news, actually, let's, can we make this last news of the day? You'll, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, let's And do it. I actually mean that genuinely in this case. All right, I'll, I'll give a few more pieces of news I think you'll be interested in. Uh, I know you're like a, you're a, you're a fan of Roald Dahl. You read his books to your kids, right? Yeah. Well, Netflix has bought the publishing and adaptation rights to his entire catalog. It seems like a, this seems like it's going to go very badly. Really? Which one are you most upset about that they own? Well, I'm now? not upset about any of them cuz I can just not watch them. Charlie and the Chocolate Chocolate Factory they have Matilda, I didn't realize that was him. The BFG, we know Mr. Mr. Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. What else am I missing some? Oh, uh, is yeah, it James and the Giant James Peach? James and the Giant Peach, the the Twits um danny the champion of the world oh, i like that title never heard of that it's a it's a good book so watch for that on netflix and let's see one last piece of news here we've known they were making an animated super mario brothers film oh i i can't believe i forgot this but they have now cast that film what, what were you going to say about the news well just the the mario thing i forgot to put it into the newsatron uh, yeah this is very strange i'll give some highlights of the casting chris pratt as mario uh, I might not say this actress's name right. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, from the from, witch, and from uh, Queen's Gambit. Right. She's playing Peach. Uh, with Jack Black as Bowser. <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. How are you feeling about this movie? I mean, on, on the one hand, I don't want to see it, so I don't, I don't really care. On the other hand, my kids are super into Mario, yeah. so odds are I will be exposed to this at some point. What's really weird is that. Uh, and I didn't realize this till I was reading some of this. Mario, of course, is a cartoon in the video game. Yeah. This is also an animated movie. Mario has only ever been voiced by one person. I know who it is. Who? Captain Lou Albano from the TV show. I this is know. a wrestler. Do you know Captain Lou Albano? No. Well, who are you going to say? I don't know. I don't know the guy's name. I just know it's been voiced by one person. Oh, maybe in the video game. I Do you remember the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Yeah. Yeah, my kids watch it sometimes. Okay, so can you picture the guy that plays yeah, Mario? That's Captain Lou. Very Luke. fat. He's a wrestler. 
Okay. Uh, actually, he might have just been a manager. But either way, definitely involved with the WWF. Well, I, I, I don't know if that's who I'm thinking of or not. Okay. But suffice to say, Mario has a very distinct voice. And it's it not Chris Pratt? does not sound like Chris <laughs> Pratt. So I, I don't think, like, of all the things I want to have happen in this world, the fall of Disney, you know, this is lower down on the list, but this I, I don't blame people who are saying this sounds pretty stupid. Oh, I'm actually excited about it. So it's of being released on December 21st, 2022, so Christmas next year. But here's what I like about it. It's uh, being produced and being released through the studio... A studio called Illumination. You know, you know Illumination. My kids love these. I mean, almost every one of these movies they love. Talk about the whole Despicable Me franchise. Uh, this movie Ugh. Sing about the singing animals. So your your argument is that the the oh. company that gave us Minions, yes, is doing yes. this. The recent Grinch movie. I mean, all these movies are good. <laughs> so I think this is a. I think this is. Do you want to? Are you sure you want to stand by that statement? Oh, here we go. You also forgot. Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi no, in the 1993 voiced, movie. Voiced in the video games. Uh, yeah, because I guess Captain Luabano was live action. Right. Okay, I hear you. So I'm I'm for this dude, and I hear you saying no. Okay. So what about Chris Pratt screams Italian plumber to you? <laughs> Zero. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think no, I'm Italian, and let me just say, everybody's all hot and bothered about cultural appropriation until it's my people. Okay. Gonna move on from there, Ben. I'm almost ready for your last news of the day, but it, is your last news? Ha- does it have anything to do with Tiger King? No. All right. Well, we found out Tiger King season two is being released on Netflix this year, 2021. So I am, of course, excited, <laughs> but I also predict it will not be good. It's not going to be as good. Like, no. Season one was a phenomenon. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody's home. They're yeah. like, "What should we watch?" Oh, we're all going to watch Tiger King. Exactly. Even we covered it here on the show, which is yeah. very unusual. Uh, no, it, it won't be the same, but I don't mind seeing it return. Yeah, we'll Isn't see. he in jail? Like, what yeah, are they going to do next? He is. I follow his Facebook page, All right. which everybody should. It's, it's fantastic. Ready for last news? He was he was so convinced Trump was going to pardon him, and it didn't happen. Last news of the day. So you like Back to the Future? Oh, what a great start. Yeah. I love Back to the Future. Did you know that currently in London, there is a Back to the Future musical? I'm aware of this. And I, I thought for sure you'd want to go to London. I, I also want to go to London. I don't know how to make it happen. Well, I hope it just comes to America someday. Well, what we need to do have is everybody everybody go fund our Patreon. Yes. If so we, if we can get a few hundred more subscribers, well, we can go why, to London. Let's just go for a thousand. If we can yeah. get one thousand subscribers on, on Patreon, Patreon, we will go to London. Yeah. I'll just tell my wife I made a promise on the show. Right. She won't. Care. I don't know if I can officially promise this, but I'll try. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, so we need 1,000 of you that yeah. haven't signed up yet. You can even pick the lowest level if you no, want. No, 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 no. I want them to pick the uncensored level. But maybe don't listen to it if you're not ready for that. Actually, we probably would need the highest level. I'm just doing the math here. Uh, <laughs> That's not going to do I it. I do have a very spicy story for the uncensored feed. I don't tonight. know if we have time tonight. No, we, we're, we have we're doing full, it. We're full, doing it. Full night. All right, yes, well, let's, let's end this news It's going to be then. good. It's a short story. But it's a good one. So is, is that the end of your news? It's so spicy, I can't even tease it here. All right. Well, I, I am happy about Back to the Future of the Musical. I hope it's great. Well, that wasn't fa- really news to you, I guess. It was more olds. I, I had heard of it, but I always like mentioning Back to the Future here on the show. Listeners, coming up next. Oh, yeah. It's the return of what, we, what we've called redemption episodes. I, I feel like there's a negative connotation there as if the epi- old episodes need to be redeemed. But well, here, I here's think the, they do. Well, here's the, the actual way these uh, episodes came about was Ben missed some of season two. 
and there were some topics that we covered there that he's never been able to cover. And at some point, we thought, hey, why don't you redeem yourself, Ben, and cover those episodes? But then you turned around and said, well, you were redeeming the topic. <laughs> so well, uh, is that, that, that is true. I, I always thought that you were redeeming yourself no, by covering those I didn't episodes. need to be redeemed. Anyways, so coming up next, a redemption episode. Uh, we're going to cover the topic that we covered way back in episode 69 of the Sci-Fi Christian. It was called The Nephilim Conspiracy. Ben... I can't wait to hear your take on the Nephilim. Right. Which apparently you were just Googling <laughs> one hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I sent you a screenshot yes. of my, my research. Uh, it was Googling, what is a Nephilim? <laughs> so I found the answer to that and more. So tune in next. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Wait, that's, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiBono. And we're the Cypher Christians signing off. Right, goodbye.